0: Jake Warner was at the control. So sit back, relax, and check, check this joint out, out right here. Jake. No. Okay, here we go. So good to be back. This podcast is for the people. No, nobody knows who I am. Jake. Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. I'm ready to talk a bunch of nonsense with you. I can't stand them. It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Dave Roberts. That's yes. right he all in 2020. Yo, what's good, y'all? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on soundcloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can go to iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or Tune In or iHeartRadio. Tap in the keyword search, the Big Brother Jake Podcast, and boom, you're in there. The drought is finally over. I cannot believe how hyped I am, y'all. Check it out. 32 years. 32 years since my beloved Los Angeles Dodgers have won the World Series. 32 years. 1988 to 2020. In the span of both titles, (laughs) let me tell you what I've been through. I was 12 when this happened in 1988. You know, my dad called the Kirk Gibson home run. God rest my dad's soul. He called it. He was like, it's going to be out of the park. Watch. Gone. Go to bed. I was like, damn, just like that. So, in between 1988 to 2020, 32 long years of waiting to celebrate this title, I finished elementary school. I finished junior high. My parents got divorced, finished high school. Went to the military, got married, had uh, started my radio career, had two kids at the time, graduated college, had a third kid, got divorced or in the process, <laughs> and then I see in 2020 COVID happened, but COVID didn't stop my Lakers from winning. And that podcast was trash because my voice was gone. But thank you to p Duff for, you know, keeping me up and, and, and riding along shotgun. And now, the World Series Championship is back in Los Angeles, baby. And let me tell you, a lot of people are like, so what? A lot of people are like, oh, there's asterisk behind it. This is going to be an abbreviated podcast because my voice is gone. I've been drinking tea and honey and hot water and garlic like the great Ben Maller of Fox Sports Radio, you know, told me to do and it didn't work too much. So I'm kind of like using every bit of the voice I have left to finish this podcast, but it will not be long and that's all right. It's okay. Y'all don't want to hear Dr. Talk for 45 minutes, but I'm going to give you my best. Okay. The, 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 the reason why, This is so important. And the reason why this is so great for anybody that's a baseball fan, but especially a Dodger fan, especially the city of Los Angeles. You know, this city has gone through a lot in the past few months. And I've witnessed a lot of things in person. But the one thing I think that's great about this World Series coming back to Los Angeles, I was out and about all over the city today, all through Los Angeles. And I saw different races, different uh, uh, economic backgrounds, colors, creeds, all of that put all their strife aside. I saw gangbangers of rival gangs put all their differences aside to celebrate what went down in Los Angeles a couple nights ago. It's a beautiful thing, walking around the city, seeing people in championship gear, high-fiving one another, saying what up to everybody. They're like, oh, I see you, I see you, fam. What up, man? Dodgers, baby, yeah. Lakers, baby, yeah. We are now the city of champions once again. Has not happened since 1988. And the one thing I love about sports in general, especially around championship time, is how sports brings people together. I've been on the internet all day long, seeing how this championship has brought families together. And you see them reacting together, and you see them cry. Yes, I did cry. I didn't cry where I was when I watched the game, but it hit me today, like Boom. Holy crap. My Los Angeles Dodgers are World Series champions. And one of the cool things I got to witness was I was watching the game with a close friend of mine, very close friend of mine, and she's a hardcore Dodger fan. And she was seven last time they won. I was 12. But to see that final out and to see your team celebrating, holding up the trophy finally because you've witnessed two other World Series where it didn't happen and it came damn close in 2017. We all know what happened with Houston. You all know I hate the city. You all know I hate the team. You all know that I'm pissed off about that. Not anymore. I let it go. All right. But to see All my loved ones, my friends that I'm with that love the Dodgers and never got to experience a World Series title, and we're all hugging, and and tears are coming out, we're jumping up and down, we're celebrating. That's what I love about championship sports. That's what I love about this time of year. Yes, you know, I'm greedy. I love when the Lakers win titles. I I know who I work for. I know who I work for, okay? We, We already established that. But. To see my team, the Lakers win, it was great. Like, I was excited. I was happy. But the Dodgers, winning the World Series title was everything to me. I got to celebrate with close friends that love the Dodgers. That's number one. I also thought about my dad that's a huge Dodger fan, calling Kirk Gibson shot from his lazy boy and sending me to bed right after. And my late great-grandfather, rest both my dad and grandpa's souls rest in peace my grandfather's the one that got me in the baseball i was six months away from telling my dad that i got to work for the dodgers i've traveled with them for two seasons 2003 2004 i really wish i would have stayed one of the biggest regrets i ever had in my life was leaving the dodgers and i'm kind of confessing that right now um it really hurt, and it, it, it's a long story why I didn't stay. But to work for your own, like, like, your childhood team is amazing. And working with Vince Scully every day, that's amazing. And being able to pop bottles in that, in that clubhouse with Jose Lima and Sean Green and uh, Paula Duca, well, Paula Duca was on team. But, like, those guys, it's amazing. It's amazing to celebrate a division title. I got that experience, and it was one hell of an experience. So, painfully I leave the Dodgers, but I'm always following the team. I love the team. It's my childhood team. My daddy is the one that got me into it. My grandpa's the one that got me into it. I got close friends of mine that love the Dodgers. And, I have a friend, shout out to my boy Felix, he was like one, hardcore Dodger fan. He cried. He is the first person I text out of everybody else. I got about hundred and seventeen texts saying congratulations, which I love. That I mean, I, I didn't play one out, but people know. People know how much I love this team. But I think the best part of any World Series, Super Bowl, NBA final, Stanley Cup final, is experience it with loved ones that you know love their teams. And you can put all of your bad things aside, whether it's divorce, whether it's you're fighting with family, whether it's you're going through poverty, whether you're you lost your job. We're all going through the coronavirus situation right now, the pandemic. We're all stressed out. You know, we're eyeballs in debt. We're not, you know, we're not able to work. We're not able to go out and open the an economy right now because, you know, it's on the rise and all this stuff. But for one night, you get to see the team you grow up watching every single summer finally win the big one. And it's an amazing feeling. And I love going out in the city and seeing how everybody is celebrating. Yeah, people were doing dumb shit last night. It happens. But the next day, that's when it really hit me. Holy shit, the Dodgers won the World Series. And that's when I cried. By myself, watching the highlights again. Because I didn't want to cry in front of my friends I was with, you know, <laughs> last night. And, and, and But they, they were like, hey, look, if you cry, you cry. And I shed a little tear at the time. and And then I got quiet. Because, like, damn, like, we really won. But then this morning, I'm like, fuck, we really won. <laughs> but to see the city just loving on one another, man. Just going anywhere in the city. Whether it's Venice, whether it's Compton, anywhere. Everybody was happy. Everybody was showing love. And that's what I love about these championships. The communities rally together. And I wish it could be like that all the time. But it's not, and that's not reality. But me personally, 2020 has been up and down for me. You know, of course, coronavirus is a big part of everything, and I lost half my income behind it. And, you know, hard times have happened. That's okay. Because I've bounced back from way worse than that. And, you know, personally, um, with divorce and whatnot, 2020 hasn't been the best year for me. Or a lot of people. But the double whammy of Lakers, which was great. But I'll be honest, I will be so honest, and a lot of people are going to call bullshit on me, and a couple of people are going to be like, man, shut up, and I, uh, and others will agree with me. As much, as, as much joy and tears that I cried with the Lakers winning the championship, and I cried a lot because I thought about Kobe and his influence on the team still, I would have gave up that ring for a Dodger ring. Yeah, it's easy to say that now, both your teams won. The Dodgers, look, the Lakers mean a lot to the L.A. community. But the Dodgers bring families together. The Dodgers have a deeper fan base. The Dodgers, I've said this from day one, Lakers win, yeah, everybody's happy. But if the Dodgers win, it's a Dodger town. I think the sad part about all of it is, yeah, you know, due to COVID or whatever, no parades. And hopefully, you know, they, you know, the mayor of Los Angeles says, oh, one day we, we hope to get to where we can celebrate this, uh, you know, thing, the, 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 these two championships. It would be an amazing thing if I got to see the Lakers and the Dodgers party together. But yes, I personally would have been like, I'd rather see the Dodgers win because it's been 32 years. Lakers just won in 2010. So tenure drought is a long time, but we're spoiled as Laker fans, man. Let's be honest. We won a champion, championship, it's like, oh, great, When's the next one? You know, what? what what's the saying that Joe Montana says? Uh, he was asked, what's your favorite ring? The next one. That's like a mentality. But damn, you know, you see, you know, all the things that have happened in L.A. between 1988 and 2020. And the drought that has happened with not winning a championship and now going around the city. Because I drove all over LA yesterday and I saw a lot of great things, a lot of happy people. I walked around the grocery store wearing my Dodger gear, not championship gear, it's on its way. And yes, like the Lakers, I spent a hell of a lot of money. I probably don't have And buy championship gear. Because I was 12 and I couldn't buy a damn thing. Pops got me a cool ass shirt you know, out off of, uh, out in Eaglewood, on <laughs> the corner, and I watched it, and it was not Lakers championship. It was, le- it was magic, and and magic wasn't even there. Watched it, it was gone. <laughs> but, and I'm not trying to test my dad, but, you know, he did his best, I think. No, he did. But it is a beautiful thing to see, man. And it makes me happy inside, because I realize one thing. It felt good to escape the everyday craziness of what we go through and experience something that we haven't seen. The Dodgers are a lot more to me than just a team. Just like the Lakers. Both of them were escapes for me as my parents were getting divorced. As, you know, I was a sickly kid and I was very asthmatic so I couldn't participate in a lot of sports growing up, and it hurt. You know, I got to play some baseball and, you know, whatever else, but it was really weird to uh, grow up and not be able to do the things I want to do. You know, Fernando Valenzuela was my, my childhood hero in baseball. Magic Johnson, my childhood hero in basketball, and those are my two favorite sports. And I couldn't do it. But I got to live through them. And if things were going bad and I hear the parents arguing or whatever, I got the Lakers to watch. I got the Dodgers to watch. So I always kind of go back and revert to the to my childhood um, when my teams you know, are playing and, and, and they win and I remember the feelings I had. Like, man, despite all the craziness of my life, I got this little piece of euphoria right here where I can enjoy celebrating and watching my team hoist up a trophy. It's a great feeling, man. But I think the best part about this as a SoCal native is seeing the community just love one another. And I wish we could have championship feelings every single day. And there'd be no crime. And there'd be no racism. And there'd be no hatred. And there won't be anything no crime. Just be a lot of people having a good time, and celebrating something that uh, we didn't think would ever happen. It's a beautiful thing. I love being around people that love their team that have not witnessed a championship or, or experienced it. And I got to witness that in person with my friends. And it was so dope to see that. This is An amazing thing, man. And, yeah, I'm about to land this plane already. Because, A, I have no voice. B, I'm catching a flight to Orlando. (laughs) Um, To Florida. Gonna go down to the bubble that ain't there no more. And pay a little visit to the homie Mickey. Because we can't open up in Orange County. And don't get me started about that. Because all the... the, mm I don't know why. Never mind. I don't want to get started because it's a polarizing topic, and I'm I'm not down to do it yet. The next show will be election night. What? I thought you don't get into politics. No. First of all, I don't get into politics, and I don't care about Democrats or Republicans at all. They're both two feathers on the same bird, and I'm not cool with politics at all. But This is a very important election for both sides, and I am going to do a show on election night after I get back. We're going full throttle. We're also going to do a westcoaststyles.com show. That's my other uh, side gig where I do interviews. Check them out. uh, You go to the archives there. I did interviews with King T, and I've done interviews with Rodney Yo and Afro and a whole host of others. Westcoaststyles.com. check that out. But yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man, to see my Dodgers win it all. And I was gonna break it down. And I was gonna, you know, I was supposed to have my boy Jesse Tassetti. My apologies, Jesse. I know, you know, I came back late from um being out and handling some business. But I just wanted to get this out before I jump on a plane and continue my vacation. Because I need it. Trust me. Trust me, I need it. You know, I traveled to New Orleans a couple weeks ago. Eight days ago, to be exact. And I traveled 6,230 miles. <laughs> I went to Atlanta as well. Wanted to go to Magic City, have some pepper, lemon pepper wings. Promise you just the lemon pepper wings. <laughs> but I didn't. But I was glad to be in Los Angeles when they won the World Series. And Los Angeles Dodger fans, soak this one in, man. A lot of y'all lost family members that taught you how to be Dodger fans or influenced you to be Dodger fans. This one's for them. This one's for my dad that called Kirk Gibson's home run in 1988 and thought they were going to be a legacy. And they never were a legacy because there's a lot of bad baseball in between that. It's a beautiful thing, man. And yeah, is probably my weakest podcast I've ever done. And I probably could have held out, but it's still fresh and I wanted to touch on it. Corey Seager, you're a bad motherfucker, man. Straight up. Mookie Betts, fan for life, man. And I hated when y'all beat my Dodgers in 2018. Kershaw finally got his ring. Got the monkey off his back. Had two great pitching performances in the World Series. And Urias, man. Holy crap. You put the game on your shoulders and you did not budge. And you pitched your ass off in game six. Bueller? everybody did a great job. Turner. All right, and I'm going to touch on this real quick before I land this plane for real. And you'll be surprised at what I got to say. For those that don't know, Justin Turner, third baseman of the Los Angeles Dodgers, looks like Animal from the Muppets. <laughs> I love him. Got a picture of him. Got to meet the guy. He's a wonderful human being. Wonderful human being. And I'm not just saying that because he he, he plays for the Dodgers. He's a great guy. Gives the charity, gives his time, his effort, everything, and him and his wife, Courtney. He was pulled from the game in the seventh inning because he was informed that he tested positive for COVID-19. And nobody knew why. And that was shocking. Like, what, why, why did they pull Justin Turner? And here I am thinking, damn it, Dave Roberts, you're always doing something crazy. He tested positive. So they pulled him out the game and put him in isolation. The whole time, and I even did a post on it on Instagram for my uh, Big Brother Jake page. You know, you can go to at the Big Brother Jake podcast or at Big Brother Jake on Instagram. That's where I mess around mostly. At the BBJ podcast on Twitter and at Big Brother Jake. Anyway, I'm thinking the whole time. You play in Little League. You work your ass off in high school in college, and college. You finally get in. To the minors, and you play your ass off there. Then you get the big call to go to the world uh, to the, the major leagues, and then you get to sign with your childhood team, the Los Angeles Dodgers. You grew up a Dodger fan, and they win it, and you can't celebrate. Now, here's my take on it, and I'm gonna end it kind of controversial. I don't really care. I'm gonna go here. I wear my mask. I'm very respectful of everything that's going on. You know, it's annoying, but I do it for my safety. A lot of people I know like anti-mask. A lot of them are pro-mask, whatever. I don't care what side you're on. We all have our whatever's about it. As all the post-game shows were winding down and everything else, Justin Turner decided to come out of isolation and celebrate with his teammates. Very polarizing. This is so 2020. (laughs) This whole scenario is so 2020. The World Series is affected a bit because a player tests positive for COVID and is yanked out of the game. (laughs) What the hell? But here's my take on this. He obviously had it at least 24 hours not wearing a mask, spitting, high-fiving, touching everything. Wasn't feeling sick. Everything was cool. As soon as that test came back, they yanked. Then he decides to, hey, I'm leaving isolation. I'm going to go out there and celebrate with my teammates. Despite... Knowing he has the COVID-19 virus. So, he takes his mask off. He's in a group with all his teammates together. Taking team photos. Hugging up on a trophy. And yes, on occasion he was wearing a mask. But there were occasions where he wasn't. And I'll say this. You're going to be Shocked. He's waited his entire life to celebrate his biggest accomplishment in his career. Now, if you landed that big deal, if you're a business guy, and you landed that $250 million deal, something you've been wanting to do your whole career, you want to celebrate it. You graduate college, you want to celebrate it. Like, there's all these scenarios. But when I saw him go on the field after his diagnosis, I one hundred percent did not have a problem with it. He was already exposed during the whole game; he was already been exposed to his teammates, or you know, and the dugout, and his manager, Everybody in that dugout was super close and near him and around him, and all the players were like, you know what? Yeah, we'll risk it. Because he's one of the reasons why we got here. And there's new, you know, newspaper uh, columnists and, and beat reporters and writers saying it was a selfish act on a part of Justin Turner. Okay, maybe so. But if his teammates really had a problem with it, they would have said, we don't want him out here. Obviously, they did not have a problem. And I'm okay with it because that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It's obviously it took 32 years to win a World Series. And he finally got one here in Los Angeles. And that's his childhood team. Hell yeah, he's going to go out there. Is it irresponsible? Probably. But if his teammates did not seem to have a problem and his manager sitting right next to him in the team photo didn't have a problem with it, then I don't see... The problem, we got a president that had COVID-19 and he was walking everywhere with no mask. No one had a problem with that. Well, some people did. Some people didn't. But some of those same people that had a problem, didn't have a problem with that, had a problem with Justin Turner. And that's where I'm like, well, how could you be mad about it? So yeah, a little controversial, but I, was, I had no problem with it. Easy for me to say I wasn't there. Okay, but I probably would have put a mask on, probably give him an elbow bump because when I got real sick in July and almost died, literally, I was six feet away from a COVID-positive patient and I didn't know until that patient told me. I had my mask on and I was fine. Been tested a couple times, nothing wrong. I did not have a problem with Justin Turner being out there. They seem to be responsible about it except for the team photo. But, man, if that's the one thing you've worked your ass off for forever and you probably don't have a chance to do that ever again, it's very possible. If my teammates are okay with it, I'm going to take my chances. You know, you can put me a little bit outside of the, uh, the group you know, so it's like a memorable team photo. Here's the Los Angeles Dodgers, and here's catcher Jake Warner, six feet apart from everybody to the right. <laughs> I would do that to make him memorable because that's me because I want all the spotlight. I want all the spotlight smoke. <laughs> but I ain't have a problem with it. And I know that's going to piss off some people, and some people will be like, yep, me neither. It's very 50-50 on that whole subject. But I wish him and his wife speedy recovery. I got nothing bad to say about Justin Turner. He's a good guy. He's done a lot of great things. I got to meet him and talk to him for a little bit um, after a Kings game one time. Um, shout out to Daryl Evans for hooking that up. Kings legend and broadcaster. But yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. And I know I'm going to hear that from people. And that's okay. I don't really care. Los Angeles is on a high right now. Lakers, Dodgers. I don't think either of the football teams are going to do anything to make it a trifecta. But at this point, of course I want my Chargers to do it. They ain't going to do it though. So Rams, you're on the clock. (laughs) Make it happen. Galaxy or LA Football Club, you're on the clock. Make it happen too. Damn it. (laughs) But yes. I'm in, I'm in heaven right now. It's a euphoric feeling to know for one whole calendar year, you get to brag about being a world champion fan. And your team did the damn thing. So thank you so much to the Los Angeles Lakers. And thank you very, very much to the Los Angeles Dodgers. I hope one day we can celebrate it as a city, maybe have a joint party, joint parade. That would be freaking amazing. But I know because of precautions and everything else, we can't do that. Sad, but it's the reality. So cherish this, Los Angeles. And all you Dodger fans worldwide, cherish this. I hope you were able to get closer to your family behind it. I hope you got to enjoy it. And for one little piece of your mind, you know, one little moment in time, you weren't worried about politics. You weren't worried about any of your personal problems. You got to enjoy this championship. So enjoy Los Angeles. It's a beautiful thing, man. So I want to say life is dope as always. I want to thank all my wonderful loved ones. The past few months that have been there for a brother. Really mean it from the bottom of my heart, man. I'm a little sentimental right now because as crazy as shit has been for me, career-wise, things have gotten great. And my sports teams, my two favorite sports, my two sports teams, did the damn thing. So next week, you know, it's gonna be a little different. We're gonna go back to normal. i gonna have a special election night podcast. And we're also going to have the, the the Don of WestCoastStyles.com, Tim Sanchez, and a host of others from there come on the podcast and talk a little more about the dope side gig. <laughs> but enjoy it. LA, you've earned it, baby. Lakers and Dodgers. Rings, get them sized, baby, because they're coming home. So until next time, y'all. From Los Angeles, California, I say to y'all, <coughs> you're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.